Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Uh, welcome. The latest edition of the Dogcast. Brought to you by uh, Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Bretton Yates, and uh, today joined by Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, Sean Matheson, for another big edition of the Dogcast. Matho. You just think it can't get any bigger and then it does. How are you? Uh, good, Yates. Yeah, great to be here. Uh, well, last week's show was sensational um, that we uh, spoke about the Oaks and Derby and we'll talk about them a bit later. But yeah, as you say, getting bigger and bigger, heading towards the Adelaide Cup this week. We've got the Match Race Series. We've got, you know, the, the best dog in Australia. Wow, she's fast. Has arrived. She'll be here Thursday. She trialled last week. So yeah, I mean, another big show lined up today. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, we're going to uh, check it all out. A big night of racing on Thursday night at Angle Park. Uh, the Tab Match Race Challenge. Uh, we'll have a chat to uh, Kel Greeno, a kennel representative, uh, and he has uh, the biggest name, as you say, Matho. Uh, wow, she's fast going around in the uh, the Tab Match Race Challenge. Also, big night last week at Angle Park. We had the uh, two finals, the Group 3 Oaks and the SA Derby. We'll look back on that as well. A big show coming up. The Week in Review. Week in Review brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. We're proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our Gap SA Greyhounds in the Gap Prison Programs and they are based right here in SA. You can visit their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au for more information. Uh, Matho, plenty to get through, but um, I guess we uh, start with he's on fire. I mean, yep. extraordinary to... Uh, to win his way through to the million-dollar chase final, he was a, an all-the-way winner in the semis yep. last week. Take us through the race. That first section was explosive. It was, wasn't it? I mean, we had three runners, as we spoke last week. We had Teddy the Bear, Charlie's Misty, and, and he's on fire. And he's on fire. Um, that first section um, at Wentworth Park, we know he's brilliant out of the boxes, uh, mainly through the straight track series when he won the, the SA division of that and represented SA in... Uh, in Queensland, uh, sorry, in New South Wales. But yeah, to go to Wentworth Park um, to explode as he did to the first section and then hang on brilliantly. Yeah. Um, he ran 29.73. He put the riding on the wall the week before when he ran second to She's a Pearl, uh, doing a similar thing. We got run down in 29.92. But yeah, he was strong enough at the end to hold them off. Um, I mean, he's, he's drawn box two in the final. He just leads. Which is Yates. where he wants to be, isn't it? Like, he wants to be smashing over to the rail yep. early, so two's good. He'll lead. He'll lead. So I think it's a matter of um, him leading and then the rest of the field on Saturday night finding a little bit of congestion, um, but it's a big step up in a million-dollar chase final to a, um, a, a Metro qualifier. But a terrific effort by Tim Richards. He's SA-owned, he's SA-bred, doing SA-proud. We, we, we were on this ride with Lauren Harris and Shadow Mist a few years ago. Um, so, Tim Richards, we wish him all the very best with He's on Fire. And, I mean, there's dogs in the race that can run past him, but he's going to be making his own luck. And so if he can put Peel out a 29-7 um, time, you know, he could easily win this race. Well, I mean, this is why racing – is interesting, and this is why we turn up week after week because it's the unknown, mm. and they don't run in lanes. They, they they can find their their own trouble. In front's a good spot to be. Um, yeah, why not? I yeah. mean, and and funnier things have happened. And who thought it was going to win the semi straight yeah. to the lead goes on wins by about three or whatever it was in the end. But 
I mean, this is what racing's all about. And, and to be able to get through, grab the front, which it looks like that'll be the case, that's where you want to be. You're going to give a big sight, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, mm. most definitely. I mean, we had, we've had Tim Richards on the show before, and he sp- we've spoken about the early speed he gets out of his dogs. And, and this dog is, as we mentioned, is one of the fastest. But Yatesy, I mean, the SA bred dogs on the national scene over yeah. the last couple of years have been sensational. We saw Bedrock Fred not that long ago um, up in Queensland. Queensland. Mm. We know the truck, what he's done, and now he's on fire on the national scene. A terrific, um, you know, ex- to show what the SA bred dogs can do on the national stage. Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic stuff. So well done to uh, to Tim and, and all connections. Um, what about last week, Thursday night? We had the uh, the Group 3 features, the SA Oaks and the Derby, and uh, we kick off with the, uh, the final of the Oaks. Interesting race. And an extraordinary win when you go back and yeah. see how it all played out from your hero Bale. Oh, absolutely. I mean, your hero Bale, which drew the five for uh, Dan Gibbons, um, was really slow out of the boxes and yeah. and was going to be in a fair bit of trouble. But she was able to push through early, um, leaving the front straight, and then ended ended up in a pretty good position. What What about that move, just going around the yep. first bend and then able to to get to the fence somehow. I mean, there was no room there. And yeah. not only that, the the speed of thought that these dogs must undertake in that moment, I mean, it's a split-second thing. And there's no one directing them. They've got to make it and go. So it's a, a field sense thing, an education thing. It's a um, an internal thing about how they actually want to race. But... To, to see the way she darted back there yeah. and then made that quick ground, it was it was extraordinary to watch. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't I don't think you can teach that in dogs. They yeah. either have field sense or they don't, mm. and clearly she has it, and that's why she was able to you know get herself into a challenging position after a slow start. Some dogs who have such brilliant speed or a bit brilliant strength, they just can find trouble. They can run into other dogs, or you know, um, but clearly we hear a bar was able to get the job done. Um, a brilliant winner, thirty fifty two Yatesy as yep. well. That was a brilliant time from her. Um, Ava Bale got home well for the Britons, um, and Melissa Keeping for Maddie Lanigan. Um, she's been here before through the Champion Puppy Series, so uh, she was probably a surprise leader out of the front straight the first time and ran a bold race into third. Um, you know, the zipping Dario was okay. Miss Scallywag for Tony Rasmussen again. She probably needed to lead to to win. As yeah, we spoke there was about. that sort of cramping on the first bend. What she was just sort of three quarter length in, couldn't yeah. quite get over. Yeah. yeah, but I think a really good addition. I think we've spoken about this. These dogs in the next six months will go on. I expect your hero Bale to be uh, winning some very good races in the future. She's definitely on the way up. Uh, what about the derby? This is a little more action-packed, oh, mate. What about it? the home straight? Extraordinary was stuff. It? it ended up going the way of the favourite, uh, Deadly Class, but hit the lead, was headed, came back, and then Columbus Manelli laid. It yep. was uh, amazing how it all unfolded. There was a bit going on in the front straight the final time, but, I mean, the way the, the race panned out, Salah Dodger, which um, showed something of his best form, yeah. I mean, didn't he? He bounced out, he led him easily, and then Deadly, Deadly Class was clearly in second, and was chasing down the kennel mate. So it looked it was just going to be a procession well, for that's the, right. as a party. That looked the race right there. Yeah. I mean, you just, okay, glasses down, we're done. Yep. But not quite. Not quite. No, <laughs> no. Uh, well, We I'm, were, but we had a bit more to unfold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Salah Dodger was beginning to give ground. Um, Multimat was making really good ground along the inside. And Deadly Class was a bit green turning for home. Should have gone to the inside, then came to the outside. And then Columbus Manelli from the clouds. Yeah. Um, um, really, because there was a little bit of jostling in the front straight. 
Uh, Columbus Manelli, I thought, was going to run past them, but Deadly Class got sort of got going again and was able to claim the prize. I mean, uh, he's an exciting chaser, Deadly Class. There's still a lot to work out for him. Um, and Columbus Manelli from WA, as I've spoken about before, I mean, he's been in South Australia um, a few times traveling. So he did a great job to, to close off for second. Salad Dodger for third. And then um, Multimat was back in fourth. Rush's Raw, just talk on Kim Johnson. That yeah. was a, um, terrific to make the final. was one of the real chances. Uh, missed the kick a bit. Yeah. But wasn't disgraced, though, in running fifth. I thought it was still a solid effort. Mm. So Rush's Raw um, through the, the next little bit of our feature races. Um, certainly, I think there's a feature race in him for sure. Yeah, I think very well uh, played out there as far as uh, the analysis, Matho. So good stuff. <laughs> and I think it's going to be a bit more maturity going forward for Deadly Class. It yeah. might seem sort of, you know, consistently perform at, at a, a higher level. Um, we also had the anniversary cup at Mount Gambier, the 50th anniversary. And it went to the, uh, gee, the local Hope Departure Gate. Absolutely loves Mount Gambier. And gee, uh, what about the blistering early speed? Yeah, well, I mean, he was, we know he's a Mount Gambier Cup winner. Jason Newman's done a wonderful job with Departure Gate. Uh, he was able to lead 29.82, really gave nothing else, else a chance once he was able to push forward to the first turn. Uh, run like Jess for Adrian Chevalier into um, second and then a, a 81 shot Winburn Flash got third. Victor Grosso was the red hot favourite. Track record holder. Track record holder. Um, Yatesy, what did you make of his run? I mean, yeah, on face value, slightly disappointing. Well, maybe, but look, you, you've got to think he's going around in the Tab Match Race Challenge on Thursday night. Yeah. Now, I'm guessing, well, not I'm guessing, it, it, it's the early stuff that was his issue on Sunday. He just didn't get out, found a bit of early bother and yeah. got shuffled a bit far back. And when you've got Departure Gate running those sort of times, yeah. look, I made ground and he was good and he was solid sort of in the run home. I was probably expecting a, a little bit more, but... Look, you can't knock him. I mean, everything he does, he gives of his best. And we're going to see a bit more of that on Thursday night. So, look, all honours with the winner. No doubt about it. In front, the spot to be. And Jason Newman, gee, a great thrill once again. Yeah, he's um, proving to be a real force down the mount. And he does venture up into the metro area and he's had good success. So, um, long may it continue for Jason. And as I mentioned, Departure Gate, you know, one of the most improved dogs in the state. Well, uh, a big week it has been, no doubt about it, and it gets uh, it gets a lot bigger in the uh, weeks and month or so ahead as we head toward the uh, the Adelaide Cup. We've got the Tab Match Race Challenge, and we're going to check out all that information up next. The Preview. Oh, yes, uh, Thursday night, the uh, preview brought to you by the 2022 Tab Adelaide Cup. It's Friday, October 7 at Angle Park. Uh, gates open at 5 p.m., Live music from Mr. Buzzy, Matthew. Yeah, I know. A bit more our vintage, Yates. Oh, okay. Get, get down there. So they're a big-time local band around the place? Apparently they are. Mr. Buzzy, trackside. There'll be food vans. There'll be uh, bars, of course. Kids entertainment. Uh, it'll be great stuff. Yep. Uh, general admission. Now it's free. Yeah. So you can get in, no pay, get and enjoy the atmosphere. Yep. Um, you can also, if you want to go a little more... Uh, up market, so to speak, than that. There's fantastic hospitality packages. I guess they'll be getting 
pretty uh, low. There, there won't be a lot of options left if you don't yep. jump in soon. So yep. uh, jump into that. Uh, you do that by going to greyhoundracingsa.com.au for more information. There's plenty on the website, great information, and also contact numbers and, and ways to buy yep, your tickets sure. there. What about Thursday night? So the Match Race Challenge sponsored by the TAB. Tell us how this works and, and what yep. it's all about and what it means for the overall winner as well. Sure. I mean, it's it's one of my favourite series of the year, um, the Match Race Challenge. Why is that, do you think? Because I'm, I'm the same. And I've got a theory, but I'd like to hear why you like watching it as well. Oh, well, I think, um, I mean, the, the match race concept allows dogs that at times who are absolute speed dogs, yep. who can find trouble in races to get their chance to to win and and run time. And, you know, like it or not, Greyhound Racing is, is ultimately about how fast your dog can run. And we all like to track records. We talk about it. We talk about it on the show. So we want to see dogs have every opportunity to run as fast as they can. What better option than to do it with one other dog in the race? So they get the competition, but there's really, they've got clear running really. But I really like the concept around SA versus, has been Victoria in the past. And now we've got, we've branched out and it's now anyone from Australia can come and take us on. And I do like the support that the SA trainers provide to this series because it could be easy and go, ah, I don't want to take on Wow, she's fast or yep. anything like that or hooked on scotch. But you know what? You may never get an opportunity to take on a dog like that. And you know exactly where you are. You're taking on one of the best dogs in Australia. You know where your dog is and lines up. Mm. So, and the SA trainers have been fantastic in that. They support it. So they really want to get involved in it. Um, so, and, and obviously I like it because of the coverage that we provide Yatesy as yep. well. We get the, We've never before seen footage of the dogs inside the boxes before they start. We're the only state to do that, and we've continued to do that. It's wonderful coverage to see exactly what they're doing you yep. know, prior to the race. Some mm. just sit there doing nothing. Some are very animated, and you wonder why a dog might miss a start. Well, you, you'll know because he's got his head nice and high. Yeah. Or like uh, other dogs, they'll push their backside right up into the back of the of the of the boxes and push out. Yeah. So I really like that. But yeah, I think the concept, it's its more of a promotional event. And we do know that um, the overall winner of it, who runs the fastest time, does book their spot into the Group 1 final again uh, of the Adelaide Cup. We're the first Greyhound State to do that. Um, it's happened in thoroughbreds, you know, that yep. they can book spots into the Melbourne Cup and the likes. Yep. But we give up one of our spots to the, the, the fastest dog on this night, on Thursday night. So I really love the concept. Um, but it's an eight dog field. So it's race three on the program and they're four, two dog match races. Yes. So effectively the one and two will match up. They come from boxes one and three. So the one dog comes from box one and the two dog comes from box three. And that happens with the three and four dog, the five and six dog, the seven and eight dog. So, and you know, um, yeah, hopefully it all they get quicker and quicker as the night goes on, or maybe you know the first matches set a time stand and the others have to beat. So mm. really looking forward to it. Uh, have you got the field there, Yates? Yeah, in I front do. Of you? Um, so, I haven't been able to track down an early market for, yeah. for the overall, but they also historically have had the head-to-head yeah. like each match race as it goes through too. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think there has been some in-run type betting as well, um, where you've had the overall leader yep. and then those still to come. 
uh, versus those that are knocked out. So I'm not sure exactly what the, the tab's going to be covering on that, but yep. just uh, the tab app. There's a new app out, by the way, yeah, for the tab. So, it's excellent, the tab uh, app. Yeah, you can jump onto that and check it out. Okay, so here's the field. We might go in the match race order if, yeah, if you sure. don't mind. And oh, by the way, the thing I like about it is it's head-to-head. So yep. I love MMA. I love boxing. I love where you got last man standing stuff. So this is a bit like that, but a bit different. So it's like you know at the end who's the best out of the two. Yep. And then at the end of it all, you know who's the best out of them all. Because generally, there's no clutter, there's no trouble. It's pure speed, as you touched on. Um, you get to know who's the top of the crop, and yeah. that's what I really like about it. Um, so Stout Manelli and Fly for Tricks, really interesting uh, opening to uh, to the match race. Stout Manelli, he's back here after you know doing a lot of campaigning yep. in Melbourne, and Fly for Tricks, who is our rep, of course, at the Nationals for the sprint. Yeah, I mean, what a wonderful matchup first up to kick it all off. I mean, two dogs who have been racing at group level. Um, Stout Manelli. Prior to going to Melbourne, he was one of our best sprinters. We know he's also the track record holder over the 595 at Angle Park. Yep. So he's got the speed and the strength. So you just think the match race series will suit him down to the ground. And it's, you know, he's conceivably going better in Melbourne. So it'd be um, interesting to see what he can produce over the 530. Having said that, Fly for Tricks, we spoke on the show. What a good run he was in the Group 1 final um, of the Nationals. He's come back and he's ran really good time at Gawler where he set the pace. I mean, if Fly for Tricks would happen to lead Stout Manelli here, I reckon it would be really hard for Stout to run him down. Well, I mean, as you look at it, I think that's what happens. Yeah. I think he does lead Stout Manelli probably. I mean, Stout's where he wants to be. That's, yeah. that's a big upside. He is coming back from the 595, but... What I do tend to notice, a lot of those greyhounds, they actually, I don't know why, but they actually do tend to box a bit better when they drop back in journey. You'd think it'd be the other way where they step up in journey and they're a bit quicker out than the others. But yeah, something I've noticed over time is that when you come back, they tend to ping out. Um, I think Fly for Tricks probably leads. And I think your point about, um, about him coming back is important because... You can go and do all that at the top level, but then how do you travel home? And the fact that he came back, got the job done at Gawler, as you said, in really good time, tells me that he's right up to this. So I think it's one of the most intriguing battles out of the the entire match race series. So really looking forward to it. Um, What about the next match race? So we've got just a sort. uh, So the the Queenslander uh, up against uh, Giants Flash, of course, for Tracy Price. Yeah, well, Tracy from the southeast has got Giants Flash up up here. And again, he's a, a dog who's... Uh, he's been a dual track record holder at the Mount. I mean, Victor Grosso took that track record away from him, but still holds the 600. He's raced at Angle Park. He's gone 30.09 before. He, that's, I think, the second or third fastest time from an SA dog yep. at the uh, at the Angle, the new redeveloped Angle Park. Um, so he's drawn the three box, and Just a Sort has drawn the inside. Now, Just a Sort, it's, first of all, it's fantastic to have a Queensland representative yeah. in this series. It's wonderful that Tony Brett has sent him down. He had a look at Angle Park last Thursday night, and I, I was probably a little bit disappointed with him over the last little bit, but he showed amazing early sectionals, and that was his first run for a month. So I do expect him to have plenty of improvement in him, and he's an absolute bird from an inside draw. He's, he's won five of six. He's won a Group 1 heat of the Brisbane Cup and then ran second in the Group 1 final not that long ago, and they are strong series. I expect him to improve, but I think this will be one of the more clearer cut races. Just a sort will lead. Giants flash will sit on him. 
and whether or not Giants Flash can run past him. What What was your thoughts on it? Oh, look, I, I can't disagree with that. And look, I'm not sure Giants Flash can get past him. I mean, that early speed, he went 517 mm-hmm. the, the other the yep. other night. So, I mean, that's really good. I really like the way you've spoken about a bit of improvement there because I'm a true believer in that. When they have these yep. little gaps and they have a run, I feel like there's a bit of fitness edge to come into it. Yep. And I think that can sort of play out here. So I agree. I, I think as uh, I think there's maybe one later on that might be similar as far as the discrepancy in the market. But yep. look, that said, in the overall chance to win, uh, I think Giants Flash was in front of Justice Sort in the market, which yeah. would indicate that maybe the head-to-head has it the other way around. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, as I said, they might be taken because of last week's run with Justice Sort. Um, Giants Flash, we know like he, he this will suit him down to the ground, yes. the two-dog match race yes. aspect. So he's strong, isn't he? He's strong. Yeah. I mean, on face value, it, it it might be the best chance for SA to get a win on face value. But we could be two zero here, by the way, going into the next two matches um, with Fly for Tricks and Giant Slash. Easily, they could upset their more fancy drivers. And, and it has played out like that before. Yeah. I mean, I reckon it might have been last year or even the year before, where there are a few shorties that went down who are having their first look at, yeah. at Angle Park. I mean, it it can be a trap. Yep. So, uh, look, that's obviously not the case here with Justice Sword having checked it out. But, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. The next one, Victor Grosso, after coming through the, the Anniversary Cup on uh, Sunday down at uh, the Mount, uh, up against uh, one of the quickest dogs going around at the moment in Amron Boy yep. for uh, Brooke Ennis. Yeah, I mean, really exciting. We'll talk about Victor Grosso first. Back to Angle Park. Um, he's been a wonderful chaser, hasn't he, for, for Rasmussen's and the Connections. Uh, interesting, I look back at his box draw and Tony, as long as Tony's listening, will know about the box draws of this dog. But he hasn't drawn box one for 25 starts in a row. And effectively in the match race, he's got box one. Yeah, well, he hasn't drawn it here either. No, he hasn't. He's he does get it, yeah. Which he, is another point I want to ask you about, but go on. So he's he's drawn the inside, so it's where he wants to be. So he wants to be there. And I've got to tell you, I was very excited to see Amron Boy's nomination come through for yep. this match race series. I mean, he's on the... Um, Effectively, the second line of betting for the Phoenix um, behind Wow, She's Fast and She's a Pearl later in the year. He's gone 29.07 at Sandown. He's gone 29.55 at the Meadows, which those times are electric and very comparable to Wow, She's Fast. But clearly, he's a dog that, you know, he can find a little bit of congestion. So, again, the match race concept is going to suit him. He's drawn the outside. I think that'll suit him as well, even though his inside draw record is pretty good. But it's going to be an interesting run to the first turn, Yatesy. That is. Uh, look, no doubt about it. The question I had is, has there ever been any consideration given in this match race scenario to actually run them from the boxes they draw? Uh, or is that against some sort of rule of racing? Or does it go against the idea that they can get the best opportunity to have a clear run if they're drawn right next door to each other? Uh, okay, so... The reason would be they all come from boxes one and three. So um, obviously, uh, if you draw, say the dogs come from seven and eight, yep. potentially they're travelling further. So disadvantage on the time scale for a match race. Because okay. match racing is ultimately about times. Yep. So they come from the identical boxes, yep. which makes it fair for everyone. Now, someone has to draw one, someone has to draw three, and you might yep. go, well, maybe why don't they draw one and two, yep. maybe. But I think maybe... It's sort of traditionally the way it's been. Yep. They have that bit of a gap just to, to give them some room yeah, yeah. Um, to get their position. But I think it's just to remain consistent all the way through. Fair enough. Um, yeah, look, uh, it's going to be interesting. Victor Grosso, as, as you say, his record from an inside drawer is extraordinary. Um, 
Gee, up against it, though, with, with yeah. Amron Boy. Uh, it really shapes to be a, a good battle, I think. I think if Amron Boy happened... Now, Victor Gross has never been really quick out, but he does love an inside draw. Yep. If Amron Boy... And Amron Boy hasn't seen Angle Park, so if Amron Boy happened to... That's the query, isn't it? It is. Yeah. If, he, if he does jump out um, and he leads, we could see a sizzling time here. Um, I think we can anyway, but I think if he led... This uh, the track record be in doubt because I also think in the next match race the track record would be in doubt as well. So yeah, well let's have a look at that one. It's uh, wow, she's fast uh, up against the the local hope. All for, also for uh, Tony Rasmussen, Mally Magic. Uh, yep. Tell us about this. Well, I mean, well, what can you say about wow? She's fast. She trialed last week, had a good look at Angle Park, went thirty nineteen on a track that was probably point two of a second slow because of the conditions. So she's probably gone close to breaking 30 seconds at her first look. Um, she's drawn one. She's an absolute jet. She's where she wants to be. Um, if the dry weather conditions are there, she'll have a target to beat. But I think she's got the draw. Mally Magic's also drawn where he wants to be as well. He he much would prefer to be on the outside. Yep. Um, and drawing three, he'll get time to um, to balance up. And to uh, to chase hard, but he won't go hard to the rail. So I mean, they'll get there under the first turn. Mally Magic's gone twenty nine ninety seven. Um, has had a little bit of time off, so I know Tony will be working really hard to uh, to get him back somewhere near his best. And if he is, then I mean, while she's fast, particularly early doors, I think will could find a little bit of um, pressure there. But I do think it opens up for her down the back straight, and it'll be times. I think. Um, Real credit to Tony just on that. I mean, he loves these sort of challenges with his dogs, and he'll know exactly where Mally Magic is. We think he's one of the best dogs in the state, Yatesy. Yeah. Look, there's a little query with Wow She's Fast. Yep. She hasn't run since late July. Yep. Now, we're going to have a chat to Kel Greeno. Yeah. So I don't know if there's been any little issue or something they're not happy with or whether she's just got a big campaign coming up and she needed a little bit of time just to get some energy back. But um if there's any sort of question, I mean, that could be it, but you sort of blow that away a bit with the time she was able to run here yeah. last week having a look. But I really want to ask Kel about what the situation is because it is a very strange sort of preparation to be coming into a, a big series yep. like this with the potential to sort of end up in the Adelaide Cup. Sure. Yeah. What about overall? What do you think? Well, overall, I've got to stick with her. Wow, she's fast. Yep. I, th I think she'll she'll run the time. I think Amron Boyle will set a time for her to beat. And then I do think both... Victor Grosso and Mally Magic, they'll run the top, the three and four. I think I think they'll get carried through because of the times these dogs will run in front. Yep. Um, and it would be really interesting if um, a, a dog like Justice Saw, Stout Manelli, or even, you know, Fly for Tricks or Giants Flash post a really fast time. But I just sort of think on what we what we know and what we've seen, I think the, the leading contenders will come from the two final matches. Getting Wow She's Fast on top, but I do think Amron Boy is the big danger, Yatesy, with the overall time. What about you? No, I'm with you. Wow, she's fast, despite what I said about the fitness. I Just an extraordinary greyhound on, yeah. on what she's able to do. Um, certainly short enough from what I've seen around about the place. Haven't got the official tab markets, but there's a big gap between her and the six, Amron Boy. I mean, that could be the little value play. Yep. Um, and... I don't know if you think Mally Magic's in the fourth sort of realm as far as times go. I mean, if there was to be any sort of upset, I think he was up was a thirty to one, like yeah. overall. So I mean, you look at that and you think 
you know, probably not, but is there a little bit of value there at a small play? Maybe. Um, but, yeah, on top for me yeah. as well. Wow, she's fast. Uh, what about your best bets, Matho? Have you had a look at the uh, remainder of the card? I have. I have. Now, what do you I, got? I know you guys over the last <laughs> few months have been um, doing, doing multis, and I really love Ooh. that concept. And okay. So I, I thought I've found two winners for the listeners, and they'll be back-to-back races. So I reckon race four, yep. number two, Vega Black for Clint Trango. I reckon that he's going to love the 595. He's he's young and progressive. So I think race four, number two, and multi that into race five, number three, Zipping Daria for Ed Burrett. She, again, she came through the Oaks um, final where I tipped her on top. I think uh, the 595, again, on a New South Wales form, she'll love this. I think they'll both be short enough. That's why I'm thinking a multi there. But um, what did you like as your best on the program? Well, look, I uh, I can't go away from you. Zipping Dari has got me in. Yeah. Um, I know you were sort of half keen on a like leading into the Oaks last week. So, um, what what sort of price do you think we'll see there? I think she'll be close to red. I mm. do. Mm. Yeah. I think if you got even money, that would be excellent. But I think um, she's gonna she's gonna love this type of concept. The five ninety five, she'll love it. Uh, look, the other one I thought, uh, where was it? I'm just flicking through my form here. I, I really like Sister Roberta. I, I thought, you know, you've got Fernando Mick obviously coming mm. over. will be um, interesting as far as the market. It's probably going to be the favourite. But I think Sister Roberta's going well. And um, it, it's sort of one that I'd like to have in there. So they're, they're probably my two best uh, on, on the program, Matho. Well, it's going to be a great night. There's yeah. a lot of interstate dogs as well through yeah. the program. Yep. All heading towards the Adelaide Cup heats the following week, which will uh, the noms close on Monday for that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a public holiday, um, Yatesy, on yeah. Thursday. So, you know, I'm really excited to get a nice, good crowd. The weather's going to be nice, I think, about, you know, 20 degrees, um, not much wind. So it's one of the best nights of the year, the match race night. So I encourage people to get there. There's no reason not to get there. Fantastic stuff. Uh, there it is. All the information you need to uh, come out in front on Thursday night. Uh, wow, she's fast. Kennel representative Kel Greeno is coming up next. The interview. Oh, the interview. We're going to have a chat to uh, Kennel Representative Kel Greeno with Wow She's Fast uh, coming over for the, uh, the Tab Match Race Challenge on Thursday night. What a uh, what a series it is, and obviously a very big prize on the end of that for the uh, the overall winner. Kel's been kind enough to uh, give us some of his time. Uh, Kel, welcome to the Dogcast. We really appreciate you giving some of us uh, or giving us some of your time. Wow She's Fast Tab Match Race Challenge. Tell us about it. Really exciting stuff. Yeah. Look. Uh... We always love the match races in Victoria and to see that you've got one with a big carrot at the end is uh, really good and I, I don't know too many people that don't really like these watching these type of races. Well, Kel, um, yeah, congratulations on, on bringing her over. We'd love to see the best dogs in, the, in Australia come to Adelaide for this. But I suppose the question I just want to ask you is um, she didn't go to the Million Dollar Chase and so you've chosen to come to Adelaide. I mean, that's terrific for Adelaide and leading into our Group 1 um, Adelaide Cup series. Probably asking you the question, um, why did you decide to come to Adelaide, I suppose, and not go to the Million Dollar Chase? I mean, we, we appreciate you did, but what was the reasoning behind it? Yeah, look, that's... Um, if, I probably really can't tell you exactly why, but uh, <laughs> we, decided, we decided to choose Adelaide thinking it was a better place to go. Sure. 
Well, we love we love that, oh, Kel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got her here and, you know, the focus of the nation will be on us. I know there's a little race called the Million Dollar Chase Saturday night, but everyone's tuning in on Thursday to see um, our match race challenge and wow, she's fast. Uh, Kel, has there been any problems? Because I just noticed uh, she hasn't had a race since she won that Group 1 in Melbourne. We're talking, you know, six or seven weeks ago now. Has there been any issues? Look, there hasn't. Um, we've thought about it long and hard and, and we're trying to not just race in just weekly races with her and just try and focus on peaking her at the right time with all these bigger races coming up at the end of the year I didn't want to have her basically peaking in June or July and and you know by the time you come to November December you're gone so that was the reason behind it which is it'll only play out right or wrong at the end of the day but you know that's what we thought we thought well I just don't think we can have a run running at a peak for six or seven months and trying to Trying to win every race is nearly an impossibility. You, don't, you just don't see any dog do it. So that's why we've done it. We're starting with the Adelaide Cup and then moving forward. Uh, and as I've mentioned, we're wrapped that you are. Have you had a chance to have a look at the field, Kel? And I mean, obviously you're concentrating on on her and what she can do. And she's matched up against Mally Magic. And Mally Magic has gone 29.97 um, before, and it's one of our the state's best dogs. Um, what did you initially make of your matchup, where she is drawn um, for the, the the matchup on Thursday night? Yeah, look, you know, a lot of respect for Mally Magic, and and I have seen the dog run at that you know that exceptional time, and probably very much suited to match race conditions. Um, the box draw probably didn't make that much difference to her. If she's on the inside, she rails. If she's on the outside, she goes round. So, uh, look, it, it'll be an exciting contest, just like most of these races should be. And, um, you know, some of these dogs jump out of the ground in a match race conditions because they're normally a bit slow out and getting into trouble or whatever, some of these dogs. And they, they get a clear run and they're like different dogs. So it'll be an exciting night. And so you trialled her last Thursday night. Um, she trialled in 3019. And what was a rain-affected track? And I think most judges on the night felt it was probably a, a point one, point two off. And her splits early were not great. But she did get a, a chance to hear the law, understand what it's like. What are you hoping from her on Thursday? And ultimately, what sort of time do you think she can run? Yeah, look, that's a, that's a really difficult one for me to tell you because I don't really know how to compare you know we can have a guess and say you know let's hope she runs you know really quick but on saying that at times at Sandown and the Meadows have been exceptional and um, if she brings that forward I'm not really sure what to equate that to at Angle Park but you know basically we just try and win the win the match race firstly against our opposition and then hopefully get a free pass into the into the series into the final. Keller I'm always intrigued about how the good ones are good and when you sort of find out and when you know, and is it early or do they need a bit of experience or how does it all work? But you, you look at her, she won her maiden by 27 lengths. I reckon that'd be a good start in 29.09. You might know she's good, but can you take us back to before that? So when do you get a feel and when do you know that this one might just be a little bit different? Yeah, look, it hasn't been as easy as, you know, here she is and away you go. Um, we get all of these dogs, basically from breaking in. So they come to our place, we sort them out, go to stand down. The first the first slip I gave was very good and I thought this bitch is a really nice looking bitch and a nice slip time. Put her out of the boxes, missed it by ten lengths, oh, wow. a terrible time. And I thought back to the drawing board, had to do a heap of box work with her to try and teach her how to come out. And then 
when she started coming out early days, I thought, gee, this pitch goes pretty good. Um, and then just leading into a maiden win, I gave her a first run against opposition and she ran a 29-2 in a trial. And I thought, no, this, she's really good, this one. And she followed on with uh, with a nice maiden win, like I said. So, yeah, it hasn't been just simple. And, you know, this pitch is just flying from day dot because some of the first sections were horrendous when we started off. It's amazing, yeah, again, how you can – how dogs – they're just dogs after all. They can they can uh, all of a sudden work it all out, can't they, Kel, and, and then, you know, really produce their absolute best, you know? Well, in her case, she just didn't know when she went into a box. Um, she was looking up the top. She was trying to turn over. She just didn't have any idea of what she was supposed to do. So we had to go back to the drawing board and basically re-break her into the boxes again and – while she had natural ability running-wise, um, she needed to go through that to try and change her habits, which we, I think you've got to do it early instead of late. Otherwise, you're, you know, they sort of become habit-forming. And then if you've done it too late, you don't seem to be able to rectify it. Now, just with uh, the race on Thursday, and I know last week you travelled across the day before and settled in quite well. And then you, you travelled back home the day after, which for a lot of people coming um, from interstate, they tend to just do it you know, they're hit and run. They come and go because there's a lot of commitments with Greyhound trainers. We know you guys go everywhere all over Australia, particularly when you've got such such good ones. How did she how did she travel? And obviously you take her with um, extra care, I suppose. You give her every opportunity to perform at her best. Yeah, look, we're fortunate that we don't have a lot of dogs. We've only got five race dogs in our kennel, so it's not that hard to manage. Uh, we don't have to rush back and empty 50 dogs or whatever, so... That's a totally different concept. I firmly believe that um, dogs don't travel as well as I know how I feel after driving 10 hours. I'm pretty much gone. So the dogs obviously don't have to drive the car, but they've still got to travel in that situation. I find that they just, if you can be there uh, the night before and then rest up, have a good rest period leading up to that on that race day, they just appear to go a little bit better. So... That's my theory, and, you know, I'm at a luxury that I don't have to be home. Uh, Kel, just one final one before we let you go. Um, obviously, the, the match race would be ideal to win that with direct entry through to the Cup. If it doesn't turn out that way, do we see you back for the heats? Yeah, look, um, we're not that easily put off. So, yeah, if we get beaten, uh, so be it. And we'll, uh, barring, barring injury or bad luck, um, we'll be back the following week. Oh, terrific. We really appreciate yeah. your time, and uh, best of luck on Thursday night. Thanks for having me. There he is, uh, Kel Greeno, kennel representative with uh, Wow She's Fast Math. And what a night it's going to be. Oh, absolutely, Yatesy. And, and one of the nicest people in greyhound racing, Kel Greeno, is always great with his time and is great with his time with this dog. So, I mean, as I've mentioned a couple of times already on this show, we love to have the best dogs in Australia and we've clearly got one of the best and she may well be one of the best of all time. Well, there it is. Uh, the dog cast is done and dusted for a uh, another week. It's a big uh, Thursday night. Enjoy it, Matho. So thanks for tuning into the dog cast. Uh, good luck to everyone on Thursday night. And, of course, uh, he's on fire in New South Wales. And as always, we hope to see you at the track soon.